Hey, everybody, it's the Charlie Kirk Show. Thought crime. Blake, Tyler, Jack, we navigate the latest from Fannie Willis. Should we have the death penalty for pedophiles? Is the death penalty biblical? Is American food really that bad? Blake thinks American food is amazing. We'll see what... I'll want your opinion. For, email me, freedom at charliekirk.com. Do you agree with Blake or me on American food? Get involved with Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Okay, everybody, if there was ever a day that was made for this program, it is today. February 15th, year of our Lord, 2024. We have Blake Neff. Hello. Master historian, Tyler Boyer, ballot chaser extraordinaire. Happy to be here, Charlie. And Jack Posobiec, who's on Lent, and he gave up being cruel for Lent. Is that right? I gave up being cruel online to people. Uh, so I have to be nice to everyone online uh, for 40 days until Easter Sunday. And so... This, of course, includes all podcasts, all on-air content. So that that includes anyone we talk about, all the co-hosts. I, I have to be nice. I he has to be mean. sweet. Uh, Tyler said one of the funniest things in the chat. He said, uh, it feels as if 2020 will never end. All of this is just this overflow. Yeah. It's, it's, it, right, Blake? It's the, this is not the topic for today, but it, does, it is an interesting thing. It's the never-ending. It's been this nonstop connective thread from like February of 2020 till today. It just hasn't stopped. It's like the old, I remember the joke where it's like, I've been alive for four decades, you know, the the 90s, the zeros, the 10s, and March. Yeah, no, that's, it just hasn't stopped. It's been one nonstop thing. So uh, in this next chapter in saga, I feel as if this is, you know, what, season 28 of Donald Trump being the luckiest man alive. It's it is truly unbelievable. No, it, it is season it twenty eight of just if I were to make it the Netflix special, just called the Lucky Man. Yeah, you right. Know, it's, it's just a picture with him, a thumbs up, and a MAGA hat because this is one of the more lucky developments in the history of the civilization. I, I feel like Donald Trump personally disproves the uh, like the concept of entropy. You know that that physics thing. You know the world advances towards greater simplicity because Donald Trump completely defi- defies that, that, all that's of right. that. So, Blake, uh, for those of the uninitiated that haven't turned on their television all day, what happened in Fulton County? Yeah, today? so, I, you know, I assume those people must have given up TV for Lent or something. I don't know why they're watching this show, if so. But so Fulton County, they the left staked a lot of hopes on this one. They, it was the one I feel like they got the most personal satisfaction like from Like the it. weird thrill. The, yeah, they really liked the idea that Fulton County, which symbolized the most shocking development of that evening, that Georgia was able to flip blue, yes, all of these things, the and then Stacey Abrams, Trump yeah. complained about it, and then he was repudiated, and now, now Fannie Willis, the DA of Fulton County, where Atlanta is, 
was going to criminally charge Trump for his election interference of trying to call members of the state legislature. The, the indictment was incredible. It was literally criminalizing him that he called lawmakers and said that they should go to a special session. I think part of the criminal indictment was that he uh, encouraged people to tune into the television, I believe. There was all sorts of wild it stuff. It was very strange. And so she's going to indict Trump for all these bad things they did. And a million co-conspirators, there's 18 or 19 people involved. And lo and behold, out of nowhere, we get uh, this filing from one of Trump's co-defendants. And this filing says, hey, you know, Fannie Willis, you've um, you've kind of done some bad stuff. And it kind of seems like a Hail Mary. seems really wild. Okay, yeah, because for, for, for just to interject, people do these motions all the time. Yeah, for sure. As for Hail sure. Marys, right? You know, bail me out, half court shot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just so happened. And it seemed there wasn't a lot of proof in it initially. I remember it popping up. And, and you were a little skeptical. Yeah, I was like, well, there's not, you know, they don't have the receipts in here. This is a pretty <laughs> aggressive allegation to make, but it's definitely, there's like, not proof they in the filing. They couldn't be this stupid. They couldn't <laughs> be this stupid is the thinking. And, <laughs> well, they were. They were that stupid, it seems. And, and we got, corrupt and just craven. Yeah. Just awful. And, you know, I hope... I would say something about, you know, giving up porn for Lent or something because it was a very kind of pornographic display today. It was very was graphic. Very, and by very the way, graphic. Nathan Wade was the one that was inviting. Very titillating. Yeah, he was the one that was inviting the sexual conversation. He was being. <laughs> you guys are just, you guys are trying to get me to, <laughs> he was, to do Jack, something right now. Jack, 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 I'm not going to do that. Keep fasting, Jack. And so it was uh, at, at one point the cross-examiner asked Nathan Wade, uh, well, did you have a relationship? And Nathan Wade said, do you mean did I have sexual intercourse with? I'm like, okay, bro, like here we go, and then we're getting into this idea of uh, well, it matters what the definition of is is, and like we're almost there, right, Blake? We're almost at like was there touching? Was there rubbing? I mean, it's really in the manner graphic. Of, did, did you ever have flesh touch with Miss Fanny's no, flesh? That, that, that's where we're at, right? And and so. The, then there, there's so many. We got to play some of these people. Can we play oh, the cabin? Sure. We, the, the cabin one. Cabin. Yeah. Let's, what's the what's the cabin one? Here? So the cabin uh, one is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's play a clip. One hundred and six. For, for the record, this is one of the greatest pieces of tape in the history of politics. You remember booking a cabin? Okay. I booked lots of cabins. You booked lots of cabins. Did you go to a cabin with Miss Willis ever? You booked up. Ever. Ever. <laughs> Ever. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, one thousand, five, one thousand, six, one thousand, seven, one thousand, eight, one thousand, nine, one thousand, six, one thousand, seven, one thousand. Nice tie that he has. Really nice tie. Love his, um, his tailor. Great tailor that he must have. Look how well fitting his suit is. 21 seconds. That went 21 seconds. He he's wearing right there. It's um, no, he didn't freeze. Here's uh, what he was doing. He said, "I brought a lot of women to cabins." <laughs> was that Fanny? Can I go to prison for was, this? Was that a woman with a big Fanny? It's like Giannis trying to take a free throw. <laughs> and it's like, which which answer is more jail? Like if he tells the truth, no, he that's says exactly yes, right. Or if he lies and says no, and it, it was truly, truly astonishing, and just every layer of it, like. You know, maybe they'll somehow get away with it, but it seems like they thought, okay, our best calculated strategy here is to say, yes, we were in a relationship. 
Yes, we spent time together. Yes, we went on vacation together. Yes, I paid for it with my business card that goes to my firm, which is being paid by the taxpayers of Fulton County. But she reimbursed me. And how did she reimburse me? All in cash. This is where it gets really interesting, right? Because it, it, they, they thought they could get away with a lie. It's obvious, right? They thought that they, there was no reimbursement. I mean, it's just, it's so obvious. So then they start drilling down. Well, where'd you get the cash from? And Jack, are you allowed to contribute to this, or are you just are you just a bystander at this point? I look. I mean, no. I can I can comment on whether or not it was good testimony, right? Like like just because just because I have to be like just because I can't be mean about it, I, I can certainly give analysis. He's going to right? go one day. Am I analysis? And and the analysis? No, I I can make this. All right, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. It. This testimony was not good. No point. This was definitely not the type of testimony that you would expect from people who are um, not only currently like like prosecutors, uh, people that are prosecuting and not just like take Trump out of it, right? Just just prosecuting any criminal at all. Like, these are not the people that you want to have that power in your society because, as you say, they 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 don't seem like. And, and Wade, and we haven't even gotten to, to Willis' testimony yet, but it just doesn't seem like they prepared. It doesn't seem like they asked, they, uh, you know, went over any of the possible questions that they would be asked. It doesn't feel like they read the brief or even, uh, Blake, to your point, it doesn't feel like they read any of the accusations that came out of Mike Roman's testimony, the great Mike Roman, or by the way, this, it's like, uh, and by this guy, this guy Wade is being divorced right now. And so a lot of this is actually a function of the divorce hearings, because as you say, the, the receipts weren't in Roman's testimony. But then like two days later, the I mean, we're, we're in like very much. Ah, I can't say it. A, a reality show scenario, let's just say of Fulton County. And um, and so the divorce court is where we get those receipts. And so it's like, has this guy even been paying attention to the, I, I question whether he has been paying attention to the proceedings to which he is a party. Yeah. And Jake, Blake, go ahead. Oh, no, no. It's just, I had the thought earlier. It, it, it is just truly stupendous that they have built up this massive monolith. She to was supposed Trump. to be the one. She, yeah. They had the headline. We showed the headline. Miss Magazine. This is, they're like, it's so fitting that she's going to lead the charge. And then. It specifically is blowing up because of her. Not even it incidentally is failing, but she's doing it. She screwed it up. And in such a comical way, like just the most, oh, we got a free piggy bank from the taxpayers. Oh, I'll just, I'll hire my boyfriend and we can give him all of this money and he can bill 24 hours a day. Why not? We'll just bill 24 hours a day and, you know, (laughs) money everywhere. And then we're going to fly to Belize and we're going to go to that tattoo parlor and we're gonna go to that massage place oh and aruba aruba play cut 105 recently retired and i decided to take my mother on a cruise okay um and the second leg after the cruise concluded um da willis and i went to aruba so that was all one one trip if you will Okay. <laughs> now we would play the Beach Boys song, but we're not allowed to. Uh, we can like sing it. You know, Bermuda, Bahama. Oh uh, my! I thought we could play mama. it if we comment on it. I don't know. The, I, the, the rules, rules are all whatever. Uh, haters gonna hate, man. Are the Beach Boys still? They're think, I think they're still alive. Didn't so their copyright expire by now? 
Sadly, I think I think, I think all copyrights are active while the original creator is alive, alive. and there are oh, allegedly really? still reason. Beast uh, Beast Boys, uh, Beach Boys who are alive. We like the Beach Boys. A lot of those guys are still conservative, I think. So, so where is this going to end? I mean, and by the way, CNN is doing their best. They say this on the front page of CNN. They say highlights from Fannie Willis's fiery testimony. Fiery. It was okay. mostly peaceful. It, it, I mean, it was fiery in the sense that this project they built up is burning down very quickly. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, if you dare criticize Fannie Willis having tons of cash at home, you're a racist. What's play, play cut 133. Uh, I thought her portrayal of why it is that she pays for things in cash and has lots of cash on hand was very compelling. Basically, it was a life lesson she learned from her father and then sort of joked about the way that she was raised by that old black man, as she referred to him. Yeah. Basically, it's black culture is what Fannie Willis's defense is. It's like so depressing. And she did that in the church. And MSNBC too. is just buying that. And she did the, you know, she stood up in that church uh, and said, you know, these people attacking me. I think she was still denying the relationship. She was either denying it or that was when she admitted it. But she said, you know, all the attacks were, were based on race there. And of course, that, that's part of what's so upsetting about this is you do your personal bad behavior and you're just going to drag everyone in your culture with you down with it. It's, it's disgusting to do that. Yeah, Michael Vick's that uh, that was Michael Vick's defense with the dogfighting. Yeah, was with that he had a bunch of cash around the house to go pay people for pit bulls. You don't remember this? No, his oh, his his defense for Michael Vick's defense for dogfighting was that this is part of black culture, and he was like, and, and it was just strange because he was the one saying that it was. Uh, that that he was the one trying to racialize it when it clearly was something that he had been uh, you know obviously um, criticized by a lot of other teammates who also happened to be black. So it was like, no, why are you trying to play the race card to get out of your own bad behavior? That's all I'm saying. Let's play um, Fanny. By the way, there's a little disagreement of when the relationship ended. Is it still ongoing? Play cut 124. Let's he, have a, she asked about a personal relationship. She asked when the romantic relationship ended. That's the question. It, sometime in, um, I'd say, late summer of 2023. So I don't believe me and, um, so this is what you're really asking about. This is the salaciousness of all of this, right? No, I'm just uh, asking you, about your romantic relationship. When you stopped I, dating. I, asking. I, I think that me and Mr. Wade, so he's a man. He probably would say June or July. I would say we had a tough conversation in August. Wait, hold on. Did she say because he's a man? Is that what she said? She said because he's a man. He's a man. She defended his his. He's virile. He she she defended his manhood many times, but then called out his manhood for do we, the relationship. Do we, have the, do we have the clip? The the we broke bread. Do we have that clip? Oh, yeah. That's that one's going really viral. Let's let's play uh, <laughs> let's play cut one eighteen. We'll get that one. Okay. As of May the tw- the thirtieth, twenty twenty three, you have done a lot, or you had done a lot of entertaining of Miss Willis. Had you not? I had done some, yes. And in fact, under your testimony, um, you would have said that she had also entertained you. Isn't that correct? Yes. She's not. She's not uh, your spouse at that time or any time. Correct. That's correct. She's not related to you by blood or marriage, correct? That's correct. But she entertained her, right? Yes. 
Totally believable. Entertained. No, I I see no reason to question this. They've you know, entertained I see none whatsoever. Us. Yeah, I no, mean, this has been quite entertaining for all of us. Sorry, continue, Blake. I just, I, I think what stands out. You said CNN's trying to cover for it as desperately. I think this really actually captures the difference between two popular punching bags, which is we have CNN and we have MSNBC, and MSNBC is sort of more left wing than CNN, but they're also more honest than CNN. And so yeah. they actually were having the That's meltdown. That's a good way of putting it. During, they were having a meltdown during the day. They're like, <laughs> she seems to have lied. And if she lied, this is over. And then but CNN is, is the more anti-Trump network. Yes, they're no, very yeah. they're, psychotic they're about it. They're more delusional. They're more yes. delusional. And they do the more insane stuff. You know, they're the ones who have uh, – they hate Trump so much that they'll have a guy on and he'll call Don Lemon the N-word on air and stuff <laughs> to prove that Trump is bad. It was really bizarre. <laughs> MSNBC doesn't go quite as insane. Let's see. Where's the – Oh, there's so many clips here. All right, this, is, this, is, this is 117, MSNBC. They're beginning the eulogy. Play cut 117. Legalistic, centric, and yet so important and fascinating. Right. Don't let the legalese fool you. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified. Um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court, it's, it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. Yeah. So without getting too deep into this, Jack, you could look at the basically she's already dead to rights based on just the timeline. Forget the cash and forget the cabins and forget Aruba and forget Belize and forget Jamaica. Just the fact that they have perjured themselves based on the relationship window that signed, sealed and delivered. All the rest is basically entertainment and icing on the cake. Is that correct, Jack? That's exactly right. So the there's lots of viral clips. There's lots of memes that are coming out of this that, of course, I have been receiving and yet will not be sharing um, because, again, I 40 days, I will be nice. Um, so the real meat and potatoes of this, though, is the fact that she lied to the court in not in this hearing, but in a previous filing when she stated there was no relationship prior to his hire at the Fulton, using her power as the Fulton County DA. So essentially when she brought him on for this Trump case, she said there was no relationship prior to this. And now we have documentary evidence that there was a relationship prior. And I think everyone kind of has suspected that anyway. Yeah, uh, the the Jack, ex-wife had, like, had put, alleged this. Let's put but number that's, 99 that's it. on screen while he's, yes, while he's talking going, Jack. Put that up. Yep. Keep going, Jack. Okay. Yeah. So, so right. So she, and this, this is, this is, I believe the, um, the actual, uh, questionnaire from earlier, but yeah, she just, she lied to court. So when you, when you make a direct lie to the judge like this, that there was no relationship, then that's it. Uh, no household expenses, no cohabitating. And this, and Charlie, to your point, this is why, um, there were so much there was so much quibbling and so much consternation about well and and if, if people had watched the the um i i, I gotta say i was in and out of this hearing because i was doing other stuff today because i i have like a you know this like a life outside of this but um <laughs> and it went on for quite some time and there was a lot of back and forth over what does the phrase cohabitating live what does or mean what does the phrase um stay well he was staying with me well how long is staying how long do you have to stay with someone to that to be cohabitating and just i mean you just lied you just straight up lied to the court and and i don't think that any judge or any you know fancy word games are going to wake their way out of it you you can't trick your way past yeah, the judge that and, you know you like and i will to. say just and i i watched probably one-tenth of this 
What I saw from the judge Same. is the judge was actually sympathetic to the cross-examiners. There was one moment where yeah. the cross-examiner used imprecise language that was obviously a little bit, you know, uh, let's just say uh, more colorful. He used the word scamper. He's like, oh, did you go down and scamper to the ATM? And the judge allowed it. And, and like, that's unusual, right? Like, usually the judge is like, nope, rephrase. You know, go, did you go down to the... And, it, it, the judge was continually very sympathetic to this line of questioning. I think it helps that they're only speaking to the judge in the first place. And this isn't a jury trial yet. It's just a hearing. The judge will have to decide on himself. So I, I, assume... I mean, I, I believe, I mean, do we want to make a prediction on this? I mean, the judge does not seem as if sometimes a judge will do a motion like this and he could have just cut it off. Like I've heard enough. She's fine. He let this thing really bleed. I mean, I, Almost I, as if he's setting the table to justify his dismissal of the prosecution. Again, if they dismiss Fanny, it doesn't mean the prosecution is over. It's enormously damaging to its credibility, but they could transfer the case to another DA's office. They could just redomicile it to a neighboring county or you know, bring in a special counsel yeah, other all than that takes a, lot a non-boyfriend time, though, special. Right? They have yes. to, they have to... It would basically delay this past the election, almost certainly. Yeah, You'd and they, need... they have to get caught up to speed. right? Mm-hmm. And not to mention all the other counties are not going to be as sympathetic. Yeah, Judi- not... Judicious. And in you'd, their... need to, yeah. you'd quite plausibly need to flush the entire staff. So they'd need months just to get up to speed on the evidence. This would allow him to challenge that it should be dropped because of all these improprieties. It would muck the case Let up for political reasons. Let me ask you a question. Reasons. For someone who has already pled guilty, like Jenna Ellis, is she able to reconsider that guilty plea if the prosecutor's taken off the case? Truthfully, I don't know. Jack, uh, do you have any idea? It would, I mean, it would, de- it would depend on the specifics of the deal. Um, it, uh, it not it's it's not impossible but again it would it would have to go you know was that written into the deal was that something that was agreed to was that something that you know a good lawyer by the way would have put in some clauses like that for example um or be able to find a way to to get around it but it's it's going to be tough right it's going to be tough and and it wasn't just her but there were other people who took no, the I hope as well so. I, I, I and just, and I, and i obviously like charlie of course none of this should have been brought in the first place no it's, it's um, this was this was obviously corrupt and i think that their pri- their pre-existing relationship and i've tweeted this and i said and and again just because i said i can't be mean doesn't mean i can't be truthful i will be truthful and it seems to me that this entire case was brought because she was looking at a way to get her own piggy bank out of this, that she would be able to charge. The more people she charged, the more money she would be able to requisition, make special allocations from the state government, which, by the way, if you go back to Mike Roman's original uh, allegations on this, that there was there was a pot of COVID money, which, by the way, would be federal funds. So Chris Ray, um, where, where you at, buddy? Um that the more people she charged, the bigger pot of money there would be. And potentially, it sounds like the bigger kickback she would be able to receive from it. That's what I get out of this hearing. So the the I just want to say I, I have a soft spot. And I, there was a lot of people attacking those that pled guilty already. I have a soft spot for people that don't have a lot of money and they're up against these prosecutors. And I just I just don't like it. I, I do hope that there's an opportunity for some of these people to get out of these plea deals. Yeah. And I, it's it's so glaring that will our entire system does rely upon essentially imposing a calculation on people of should I plead guilty even if I truthfully believe I am innocent? No, this because, was sick. Yeah. The factoring in is not the innocence. The factoring in is, you know, I'll get community service versus 10 years in jail. Yeah, well, the, the penalty, this, the cost of the trial itself. And this is the reason why uh, her entire office has to be disqualified. 
right? Yes. This is why the, the, the message to conservatives, everybody's watching this to go, well, what can I do? What can I say? I was talking to Josh McCoon, who's the chairman of the Georgia GOP great today. Really great. He was texting me and took time out of his day to, to message me and ask for help, actually. And so this was the this is the message is that her entire office should be and needs to be disqualified because if her entire office is not, then there certainly is no way for those people to reverse yeah. out of those plea deals, right? And so I don't know all the ins and outs and somebody that's a much more in tune and somebody has a JD could probably actually tell us, but my understanding would be is probably if they threw the whole thing out and transferred it to a different county, then that would start the whole process over again. Yeah, and so and so and th- that and even that county would have to relook at but everybody even the, who's being even prosecuted. Even if the crime didn't commit in in their county, they would wouldn't there be jurisdictional issues? Well, that's the point is because she has cost herself a problem here. Then another county would have to take over, but the other county can make the decision. To just drop the to charges, just drop the right? whole thing, which now that that's not the way they wanted this whole thing to go. Obviously, they wanted this to be in Fulton for a reason. Yeah, because Fulton's their only hope, and the state of Georgia that they, they this ever ha- would ever have legs, and that's their problem in Arizona. Is you know, is Maricopa County going to do this? You know, to people in Maricopa County, probably not. Uh, you know, they weren't even willing to do it in Wisconsin, so they came up with like a, a broker deal. Uh, you've got the state. Uh, going after people in Michigan, but a lot of these counties don't want to get involved. Yeah. And so this was their only, this was their, you want to talk about that, that Hail Mary, this was their Hail Mary, but we need to make sure as conservatives that we're putting the pressure on saying that, you know, this has to, this has to be released. Her whole office has to be removed from this. Everybody, I want to tell you about Noble Gold. If you guys want to buy gold, go to Noble Gold Investments. Noble Gold Investments is seeing a surge of gold buyers and it's pushing gold higher and higher. Um, look, we're practically at war against Russia and their supermarkets. The government also guaranteed all deposits of the second largest and third largest bank run in history. That means more money printing. Do you know who's not afraid? Those of you invested in gold with Noble Gold Investments. Gold is the most stable asset outside of any government control. From billionaires to multimillionaires, to institutional investors. Use promo code CHARLIE to bag a free five ounce America with a beautiful coin with each gold or silver IRA if you qualify. That is noblegoldinvestments.com noblegoldinvestments.com uh, beautiful uh, coin with each gold or silver IRA that is noblegoldinvestments.com portions of the Charlie Kirk show are brought to you in part by Noble Gold Investments check it out I have my thing of silver here that Andrew nearly destroyed that is noblegoldinvestments.com okay what do we have next what we have next is we have an interesting story out of the state of Idaho oh this is a good one yes and so we just saw this in the discussion we thought it'd be fun to talk about so uh, the Idaho House has just approved House Bill 515. hasn't become law yet, but it's advancing. And what the bill would do is it would impose the death penalty as a potential penalty in cases of lewd conduct with children under the age of 12 with aggravating circumstances. So aggravated child sexual abuse could be a capital offense in the state of Idaho if they pass this. Now, for the time being... This would not be constitutional because the Supreme Court, in a past more liberal time, they uh, banned that. Uh, I think Louisiana had that in its laws. Mm-hmm. But new Supreme Court, take another shot at it. And so the discussion would be, do we support this, number one? And two, do we support it for anything else? 100%. I mean, now I want to be clear. My death penalty views have changed over the years. The only reason I'm hesitant on, on the death penalty, the only reason, and is that sometimes we execute people that were truly innocent 
Yeah. It's not as many as you might think. It's probably 40 or 50, right? There's the Innocence Project. That's a real thing. Number two. Not is, a it, it exists, Jack. It exists. We have killed people that have been exonerated later, but it's not as much as they make it seem. But it's a real oh, thing. Is it an op? What? Is it a Kim Kardashian op? We have for sure uh, killed Kim people. Kim Kardashian is a big partner of the Innocence Project. I know. Actually. I'm not saying I'm a fan of it, but if you objectively look into some of the case files, it's legit. We have wrongfully executed people before. Yeah, so that, DNA evidence has yes, proven that. Like exactly, times. yes, and and other witnesses that have come out. Actually, I did it. Here's my DNA. So that's something we have to deal with. Okay, I just want to say that number. I, however, as a Bible believing Christian, I have no, I cannot possibly morally disagree with the death penalty. The Catholic Church does, and I think they're totally wrong. Uh, it is a law in all five books of Our the Torah, does. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Yeah. And I've moved on it. I've changed on this. And I think that if you take a life, your life should be taken. And I think if you are a pedophile, it's the same as taking a life. You take the innocence of a child. I think your life should be taken. I would say if I have a concern, it is probably that specifically child sexual abuse is a crime that we have such a moral revulsion to that this will sound weird but we do stuff now like we we just go back and we accuse some of stuff that happened 20 years ago and people get convicted of this and many of them probably are guilty but i would worry about us having a death penalty offense where someone could come forward and say this person sexually abused me 20 years ago 30 years ago and there's no meaningful way to defend yourself roman polanski if he came back to America, should he get the death penalty if he was guilty? I think his guilt is pretty yes. well established. Okay, yeah, so for we sure. agree. I mean, but that was 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So the time doesn't mean anything. True. I think I w- that is something where I'd probably make a concession. That okay. Maybe we shouldn't allow it. Just, just so everyone knows, the Roman Polanski Also, he has been case. convicted, hasn't he? He just fled yeah. before penalty, I think. No, th- was I convicted? think you might be right. He's just in France, and they yeah. don't extradite their own yeah. citizens, got on a plane and left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he raped like a 16-year-old or something. I think she was younger than that. I think uh, Is that right? I thought she was 13. It was pretty young. Okay. I don't, but anyway, he's, so let me ask you a question. If somebody, theoretically, I don't want to get sued. If it came out that uh, Woody Allen was a pedophile, uh, theoretically, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, no evidence of that. Why why would we pick him specifically? We we could pick anyone if it came out that. Because there was a movie about it. That's true. That's true. (laughs) He played a pedophile in the movie. (laughs) I I didn't see this movie. If you've seen Annie Hall, it's. Ooh. You know, it's not not it's a little bit on the edge, right? The so, only thing I know is that movie got best picture instead of Star Wars and nerds are still mad about it to this day. Um, yeah. So anyway, it's the a bi- it's a, Angela said it's a biopic in retrospect. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I'm, Bio- just, I'm just saying theoretically, I don't know okay. if that's the case. Why should the time matter, Blake? It's not so much that the time matters. It's sort of my version of your concern with the innocent. Sure. It's that it is a crime that we are hypersensitive to and i think it is one that is prone to moral frenzies over it uh there was a case i can't remember the name of the person involved but it was uh one of the catholic sex abuse cases it was in pennsylvania and it was a priest and there were really lurid allegations relating to it and uh we talked about this in the show before didn't we i've talked about it with you for sure i don't know if we've done it on here i could even bring oh i thought i I could have sworn it was on here. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know exactly where you're going with this. Um, let me see if I can get it on screen. Um, 
Uh, Newsweek did a great piece yes, on Newsweek, this. Yes, Newsweek, yeah. So actually, he was, you guys he, can anyway, bring it up on screen exonerated. now. This is an article in Newsweek magazine. I encourage people to look it up themselves. It came out in 2016. It's called Catholic Guilt, the Lying, Scheming Altar Boy Behind a Lurid Rape Case. So without getting into too much graphic detail, a former altar boy accused several priests of very graphically abusing him. It was bizarre stuff. It was like they would make him get drunk on communion wine and then they would rape him you know, immediately before or after a mass. Just totally wild stuff. And they offered a plea deal to the priest at the center of this where they said, you know, if he plead, he was very old. If you plead guilty, you won't get prison time. And he refused it saying, I am innocent and I will never confess to a crime I did not commit. So he is convicted, goes to prison, gets a treatable heart condition, which they refuse to allow him to get treated because he is imprisoned and dies of this. And they also paid the boy in this case $20 million, some huge settlement. And that is still a law as far as it is. That man died a convict. I don't think he's ever been uh, cleared posthumously or otherwise. The uh, accuser lives in Florida, I believe, got very rich off of this. And what this article makes, I encourage people to read it in very strong detail. It's a very, very, very long article is that this was obviously and spectacularly made up. This man, the accuser, had a history had a criminal history, had a history of fabrications and lying. And it seems extremely clear that he took advantage of a moral frenzy, made up wild allegations, and people were just willing to endorse those. So are, are we talking about... And if I remember... Go ahead, Jack, please. I know I was just going to say one of, one of the big issues, Blake, and um, I, I haven't you know read the article recently, but it was something about like the... He made the, a lot of very specific allegations early on and then later when they went to, you know, te- really just horrific stuff. And then when they went to actually check and like get him to, um, you know, the second round of questioning, all of the allegations started changing. Wasn't it something like that? Yeah. And that's they'll do this where you'll have these shrinks who will come out and they'll say, well, actually, the contradictions in their story make it more likely that it's true, Charlie. <laughs> they'll say that stuff. They would do that during Me Too, you'll remember. So I'm just yeah. I want to make sure. I yeah. So yeah. I, in the Idaho bill, you might not know, is this. Uh, child rape? Is this child sexual assault? Is this online pedophilic behavior? Because there's gradations it's to the evil. It's lewd conduct with a child, so I think that wouldn't be child pornography. Does that, that involve would be, molestation? It would have to be an action with a specific child and with aggravating circumstances and it's under the age of 12. So this yeah, isn't even I mean, statutory. I, I, I have no moral children. problem with, with death penalty. Yeah. You agree, Tyler? Yeah. I have, based on that criteria, I have no moral issue. For, with, for practical purposes, I would say I agree. I have no problem. But the problem is with you, no so, guilt. Yeah. We're so Charlie, dis- what does Genesis teach us about that? Uh, well, about uh, the child uh, dealing with children, nothing necessarily specifically. Um, but it does. I mean, no, I mean the death penalty. Yeah, I mean it's a life for a life. It's it's in it's in the Noahic covenant. It's very simple. That if you take life, you have should have a life taken from you. Again, it's it's in all five books: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I said something on the show that wasn't necessarily true. I said it was the only law repeated five times. I think love your God, obviously love God is all five times repeated, but it is repeated five times, which is very unusual um, in all five books of the Torah, the main canon of the Old Testament. But all so, the numerologists so, so, right now are <laughs> yeah. But Jack, I want to ask you a question as our resident Catholic who's fasting for Lent. You can answer this honestly. Why are the Catholics, and I have such respect for Catholics, you know that, I'm, this is not like some sort of trick, why are they so anti-death penalty? Where, where does that come from? Yeah, well, so there's 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 a, a you know, an urge, I think, to follow the, the, the words of Pope Francis as, you know, as, as 
basically covering all Catholics, and and it's just not true, right? So there's a huge split within the Catholic well, Church. Hold on, Jack. This uh, is dogma because, before Francis, just, to, just so we're clear. Yeah. So not dogma before because Francis. prior to no, it's not because prior to Francis, you even even as recently as Pope Pius, uh, where it was very clear on the death penalty, was saying that the death penalty exists uh, not as um, essentially not as a, a revenge on the person, but because, and not as the deprivation of life, but because the right to life has been, uh, has been lost by the person who took life in the first place. And you have, so you have popes very recently before Francis coming out and saying that there's just full-throated 100% support for, again, as, as we are, you know, you know, caveating valid cases of using the death penalty. Uh, and so this really has been a huge shift that Francis had made. Now, other popes as you say, prior to Francis, had made some statements in that direction, but this has been a huge change by Pope Francis to be pushing this major anti-death penalty status. And so you will really find a lot of Catholics, myself included, uh, that are on both sides of that issue because there's been this huge, uh, this huge shift. And obviously, by the way, you know, you know, <laughs> I don't think there's anyone who could say that if you look at church history, that oh yeah, the Catholic Church was always against the death penalty. Well, no, I stand. No, corrected. there's there's You're a little right. bit of different history on that. So I, I actually I kind of fell for the up. I thought it was dogma because of how widespread the belief is. Now, Blake, a lot of major bishops are anti-death penalty. Mm-hmm. It's within kind of Catholic culture, but it's not dogma like abortion is dogma. Is that correct? Even abortion. I think abortion dogma is dogma, though. Probably. Right? I just want to be careful with you. So well, I think you're referring dogma. to canon law. You'll hear dogma right? used a lot more in description for like beliefs, kind of spiritual no, the beliefs. The sanctity of life, though, is like an immovable tenant. You'll usually hear dogma mentioned like the Immaculate Conception is a dogma of the Catholic sure. Church. Catholics or have to the believe triune that. God. Yes. And so I just I don't want to be incorrect in the use of the word dogma. It is certainly a doctrine of the church. It has been a long time teaching of the church. Uh, like sanctity of life, for example, right. the death penalty is now a doctrine of the church, but it is much more recent. But it's not a; it hasn't reached dogma, right? What I would say is the Catechism of the Church right now teaches that the death penalty is unacceptable, and you are supposed to believe the Catechism of the Catholic Church. But that's more than Francis; that's the it, whole gang that yes offers so, that, right? For, it is, but Francis is the one under whose pontificate that was upgraded. Did he do so, an encyclical for this, or was John this... Paul II, for example? He said so. The encyclical was John Paul II, and this was um, Gospel of Life. But again, as as you say, the encyclical is so that you know, kind of using that pro life language to to say that that you know we we protect the the innocent rights of the unborn as well as all life, and so it's sort of it's sort of eroding that past support for the death penalty, which as again is is very recent in church history. And clearly, if, if you look at the 2000 years of Catholic Church history, um, has uh, much longer standing than the current uh, the current um, reading. Yeah. So John Paul II, he disliked the death penalty. He wrote things saying it was bad, you know, not desirable. Yes. Uh, Benedict XVI, his successor, he called for abolishing the death penalty, which is entirely within his right to do so. And Pope Francis started with that. And then he has upgraded it to essentially saying a good Catholic should not support the death penalty. And bluntly, this is 2018. I think this is not this is not new. Six, I think this is a years. mistaken development of the church. And given that he's also been saying stuff about blessing gay unions he, he's and been such, totally off the it reservation. Is, it is very well, and and defrocking amazing. 
Catholic priests, right? Yeah. I mean, he's just going all over the place. I don't want to get too deep like into the uh, Father Pavone thing. Uh, I don't know all no, the there details. There was another but one. He's fired bishops too. He's been firing guy bishops. in Tyler, Texas, too, right, Jack? So this is this is Bishop Strickland. He was not defrocked. He was just uh, he was removed from his position as the bishop of Tyler, Texas. So, so he is still a bishop. Father Pavone was a layman. You are Pavone. not a priest anymore. You're laicized. Yeah, yeah, lay, yeah being laicized is big. It's so really big. What I what I will say, even if those of you that are in the audience against the death penalty, what I don't understand is committing your life to advocacy for people that have done really bad things and not giving a darn about people in the womb that have done nothing, that are completely innocent. That's the moral equivalency I've never understand. People say, well, how can you be against the death penalty, but also, I mean, in favor of death penalty, but also in, against abortion? I, I always found that weird, and people use it like it was a strong argument. I, I think just, it's one of the worst arguments because the baby has done nothing. Deep down, I think a lot of liberals uh, see themselves in every vicious like murderer who has been sentenced to death, and so they they sympathize with them quite openly. So That's why really would they dark. not support them? Yeah, it's dark, but see, I don't see myself. I don't exactly in these murderers and. The idea that it's always just very difficult for me to imagine having having too much sympathy for anyone where you could have done literally anything with your entire life and you chose to wantonly kill someone, prey on anyone, you know, destroy like a child's to... life. And so, you know, that could be a follow up to this, which is, is there anything else you would support the death penalty for? And Yes. You know, a lot I, of I really predatory I think crimes. defrauding thousands of people out of their life savings. Yeah, defra- mass I, fraud, which China executes people for this. You know, if you I, engage they do in actually, yeah. severe Including fraud or 100%. severe government misconduct yes. of some egregious corruption, uh, that, and then also even just something like you know, really depraved forms of armed robbery or assault. If you could do anything with your life and you. There's people in cities who do carjackings and then, you know, they shoot someone or those guys who were driving that car in Vegas and they killed that cyclist by yes, running I, him over. I think yeah. they should even, get the death penalty. If, even if that man had lived, yes. I think you could credibly say they would deserve the death penalty. Yeah, no, in the strict biblical context, blood must be spilled for blood. It, 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 in just, if you talk in justice terms, that if a life is taken, there must be a life taken. It, it, period. End of story. That you just can't just roll your eyes and say everything's just fine. You want to read Pope Pius here, Jack? Yeah, because it. I, I think, and and again, this is the the head of the church. This is the Pope in 1952, and he's he says so eloquently. It's it's the most eloquent quote I can find. Some summarizing basically what we're saying about the difference between these these two types of individuals that we encounter in our societies: uh, the innocence of a child, which obviously is what pedophilia. Uh, defiles, right? It defiles the innocence of a child, so directly connected to this, uh, versus a hardened murderer. And uh, here's Pope Pius XII, and this is 1952. When it is a question of the execution of a condemned man, the state does not dispose of the individual's right to life. In this case, it is reserved to the public power to deprive the condemned person of the enjoyment of life in expiation of his crime, when by his crime, he has already disposed himself of his right to life. Any final thoughts before we get to the next topic? Not really, actually. Tyler, do you want to chime in one. on this? What, what is the, I'm not uh, like a, I'm not like a, you know, super passionate, either, 
either way about the death penalty itself, I'm like, uh, you know, I think I, I agree with the sentiment that we're talking about. Which I is think like, you have to have caution. There's there's reason to kill people and there's reason to be careful about killing people. And that's so right. I think that that's like that's the happy. I feel really good about the political context of the Idaho thing. I think we should have a couple. 100%. I've always been a big believer. Like you need a couple of Ron Pauls in Congress. We need a couple of really crazy states in the in these you know, United States yes. to be like, we're going to do some really crazy stuff and that's going to <laughs> balance out. It's like, we should be negotiating from 100%. as extreme as possible. Idaho is so deep red. We need them to do stuff like this. So then maybe, uh, we'll take, we'll take pedophilia more seriously well, look, and here's the thing. in California and yes. Arizona and everywhere else because we have the left, the radical left is trying to normalize pedophilia. So it's yes. okay it's to normalize killing people for pedophilia. And he, so that's, they might, you know, that's you know Russia well, doesn't have it, by the way. They don't. Russia does not have death penalty. Oh, really? A lot. Very yeah. few places do. And what's funny is well, America, they need people to work out. In, America is a more democratic. It proves Belarus how America does. is a more democratic country because if you poll on it, the death penalty is popular for murder in almost every country. And yet in Europe, no one has the death penalty. Almost no one does, even though a lot of them would vote for it. Elites just say, nope, we're and, not doing it. And right. it is, you know, Be- and, Belarus has and, the but, death penalty, and you know what they don't have? Pedophiles. It is a deterrent, and I'll prove it to you. Not a study or an – it's very simple. If a society said you will get the death penalty for robbery on every day but Thursday, what day would the robberies occur? I rest my case. Oh, Friday, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the people that – There would still on. be people too there, Wait, so there's – But then they'll be killed. And then, you, then eventually, behavioral patterns will be learned. So, so Russia got rid of but it. Nathan, Nathan Wade would try to say that. Uh, well, it was it was eleven fifty nine, Your Honor, and no. And I, as far as other death penalties, I think what uh, some of those guys did to Donald Trump to use the instruments of government to destroy the constitutional order that that should be under consideration. Okay, let's talk about this. Uh, news headlines in recent weeks report that Mark Zuckerberg who made his big tech billions by collecting data on your interactions, is building an apocalypse shelter. And while that is unsettling and eerie in of itself, Joe Biden gets involved too, and we all need to start paying attention. It's never a good sign when a president starts doomsday prepping. With a close to 90% of pharmaceuticals in the U.S. produced outside of the U.S., what happens when the next global crisis strikes? Well, we want to remind you about the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit. It is incredible. Uh, we, I got roasted in my emails because we did a whole antibiotic thing, and then we promote antibiotics on here. I want to be very clear. <laughs> antibiotics have a role. They are an amazing breakthrough. But like all things, you can overuse them, okay? So someone was like, oh, Charlie, you're anti- antibiotics. I, I, we never said that, right? Okay. But if you want life-saving ivermectin, which saved Tyler's life, uh, it's eight life-saving potential medications, uh, amoxicillin, z ivermectin, so you can rest easy knowing that you have emergency meds on hand, along with a guidebook for safe use. From tick, ba- tick bites to COVID to extreme bioterror events, every scenario is covered. Go to twc.health slash CJ. I get asked all the time, Charlie, how do I get ivermectin? Charlie, how do I get these meds? Well, here's a way you could do it. It's twc.health slash CJ. It's code CJ. Saves 10% at checkout. Don't wait until you need it. Take control um, of your health today with the Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit. Kits are only available in the USA. Jack, do you want to riff on this for a second? Yeah, um, we were we were on travel um, a couple of weeks ago. And um, actually, I think it was when we were in, in Vegas. 
And, uh, you know, we all got sick. We all out got there. poisoned. You know, no, we all, by the way, we I all got poisoned. Sick. I got some sort of weird bioterror thing. No, I remember. I remember yeah. you like like when people are saying, oh, Charlie's, you know, you know, not going to be on the show or something. I was like, what it doesn't happen? Like, dude's a machine. Yeah. Like, it, it does not happen. It's like it couldn't. <laughs> I got this, my mind. I got this like, thing tuned to like. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it, it, it would be like saying that like like there's no air outside or something. No, like, it, would, it would be no like air. Cal Ripken Jr. not showing up, you know, to not play showing for up for the Orioles. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Right. And it was. Yeah. And so so. When we got back, though, what was amazing for me was that my first emergency medical kit from the wellness company was waiting for me right on the doorstep. We just, you know, just come in literally, the, I guess, like the delivery truck had just been there right before I got back from the airport. And I was like, boom, I just grabbed that thing and I snatched it up in my hand and I opened it and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's it's everything that I need. And, you know, take the, you know, the whole the whole bit of, of what it is aside from you. It is so hard in in this day and age, like, you know, we talk about, oh, we're the most advanced country. We're obviously going to be talking about that in a later segment. But um, it's it's such a pain to get basic medication in this country because you have to go to urgent care and then you have to wait in the waiting line and then you have to get checked. And then, you know, or if you want to go to your PCP, you've got to get an appointment and then you got to go to CVS or Walgreens, wherever it is. And you got your prescription. No, none of that. Wellness company, boom, there it is. You got it. It's on the shelf for when you need it. Or in my case, it was waiting for me literally on my doorstep when I got home from the airport. And now I know that if I ever have a situation like that again, or I ever I ever don't feel well, boom, I just go right to it and it's there. I've actually, I've been talking to them about um, getting some of the other kits, like because they have a, uh, they actually have a travel kit. That's something that I want to get. And they've been great. This has been really great. Okay, it's twc.health slash CJ. Jack, I totally agree. And by the way, it's just good to have on hand, everybody. Uh, don't abuse the antibiotics. Talk to doctors. Get proper guidance. So check it out, twc.health slash CJ. I, I just uh, looked this up, yeah. Charlie. I didn't realize this, Jack. The last time that in Belarus, uh, they they used capital punish uh, execution here was in 2019, and it was by firearm. Yeah, that's how you should. By the way, this is the other, my other problem with death penalty. It takes too long, too many too appeals. Expensive. It should be public. It should be quick. It should be televised. Well, this can't be right, can it? The last execution in France was guillotine in 1977. 100% true. They used the guillotine. Until 77? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. There's yeah. videotape of it. Honestly, that's like what we should be doing. And I agree. It should be public. And should be public square. By the way, do you, you could sell You could force fund the kids government. to watch it. You could have like brought to you by Coca-Cola. And no, I'm not kidding. By the way, I would totally tune in to see some pedo get their head chopped off. Convicted by a jury. Or by the way, all, I'm, I'm, that's going to get No, I'm up. talking about a real thing. I'm talking. I'm not talking about all executions in Belarus are by firearm. No, that's not a choice and, or anything. Andrew's that's, saying that's, don't make kids watch it. And I think, no, the absolute well, I think opposite. At a age, 16, 16, if you can drive, you can no, watch but hold it. On. Not see, even 16. If I all of a sudden it, you look at some of these savages, like in Indiana, there was this guy that went in and killed a pregnant woman and her three kids. Yeah. And you know what? I want to watch that execution. That'll make my day better. I want to see him on a public block and get him be publicly executed. And I think that would be justice. You think children should have, you should see it. What, what is the age? At what, what age should you start to see public execution? 16. I think, I think you could do it earlier. I think you maybe at age 12. Whenever. Sixth grade or so. You are a person, you know, they're old enough to, you don't, you don't need to like really wallow in it and have them be broken on a wheel or anything. But if it was something like chopping, you know, if we had a guillotine or something, 
I think it's the, I think it's the age where they can't be, you know, it's I think there's too early and you become desensitized to maybe like this. I think it's when you can actually embrace. But it should also be taken meaning. in a holy way. The meaning. I don't mean holy in a bad way. I mean that like this is heavy. Like, Blunt, this is bluntly, the we have kids who are 14 who are committing carjackings 100%. in cities and doing yes. bad stuff. And I think yeah, if you right. sent the message to them, if you do a bad crime. You will die, and it will be like this, and that no, will but be just, you. Just but I think it would be a down. positive I, message. So if, my, if, my if, argument would be younger people get involved with that because they're with around older people who do those things. I, I want you to imagine and every day all of a sudden they said, and today, remember that awful five, you know, the guy that went and shot up a school? Yeah. Because, you know, left hates school shooters, and so yeah. do we, And but they focus on the gun. I think they're evil. So, you know, you take one of these school shooters and they say, today, we're going to publicly execute this person. And they read about off the Super Bowl. No. Yeah. Or, or yeah, the, the shooters at the, the shoot Super Bowl thing. And yeah. you read off what they did. The parade. Not the, you don't, not you the don't celebrate it. You know, you don't you just say, look, this is what they did. And if you do this, yeah. this will be your fate. Ready, set, go. Boom. End of life. And say guillotine. And I just a question. Scared straight used to be a whole TV show. No, but I, like I, this is as this a question, is scared straight for everybody. Here's a question for anyone that might be, you know not persuaded would crime go up or down it would go way down done so that why is this even a question well they'll, they'll this, say it's not a they'll say it's not a deterrent and it, it's not because of course our it's current, a deterrent our current, and our current system is just as dumb as it could possibly be you get a you last do meal it, no they should and make it's you eat bran it's that i'm gonna it's t- only <laughs> done for a tiny minority of even murderers only a handful of murderers actually get it and then yes. their odds of getting executed are very low. They and it happens twenty five years later. You have to run articles in the newspaper to remind people why this bad person was on death row in the first place. I'm going to tell you this is what's fr- so frustrating about American culture. I mean, we took all the best parts of Greek culture and Roman culture and French culture and the Revolution and everything else, and we didn't keep this part. Like we have the Colosseums for sports. But we don't have it for this. I totally agree with this sentiment. Is like we should we we shouldn't make it like uh, a celebration. No, it should somebody. be a heavy thing. It, it should be a heavy thing. It's it's corporal punishment. By the it's way, capital punishment. By the, by the way, well, there is a difference between corporal punishment and capital well, punishment. It's a totally separate yeah, yeah. conversation. But we should. Have but you know, the Singapore op. Correct. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. If we're gonna, if we're, if you it really works. want to have a question about, look, look, if you were a criminal and you were convicted or, you know, convicted and you were sentenced, and but you were given a choice, you're going to say, all right, 20 years in jail or 20 lashes. What are you taking? Yeah. And so you're taking the lashes. Everyone's going to take the lashes. And just so everyone is clear, you know, this might sound crazy mm-hmm. to some people. They, oh my goodness, if you commit what we would call a heinous crime, if you commit a crime against yeah. a human being and take their life, the current way that we do this is you get room and board and food for the remainder. Has that made society safer? lessened heinous crimes wouldn't it make sense to put the law justice on display for other people to see what happens when you do these things yeah i totally agree with jack on the lashing part too like like flogging yeah corporal punishment too i think that would be corporal punishment would be cheaper it would be faster and it would be a better it would be more effective i think yeah and by the way, I think Donald Trump was spot on when he said drug dealers should get the death penalty. And he was yeah. attacked for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Uh, we all agree. Very normal mainstream opinions here, everybody. No thought. I, I don't even think these are thought crimes. Right. I don't know how now, anyone could possibly of people, disagree with No, but you like you look at – we brought up Jody Arias because we were talking about 
why Mormons kill like their families and stuff like that and all the stuff we were talking about. That <laughs> okay, chat. all right. We had we know there's a whole <laughs> chat. There's like a whole line of like we're talking Mormons about the chat, crazy. folks. We're talking about it on we're, yeah, here not on, here, on not here. But Jody Arias, she was guilty. She's she like literally on camera. This woman like has now developed an entire life in a lifestyle in prison. Like with all these boyfriends and like book deals it's and like it's disgusting. Like she should be dead. Yes, she killed a guy in cold blood on camera. She admitted it later, and she just is like living a lifestyle in prison now. And I will say this: my anti-death penalty impulse is also important to contribute. The only negative is if they would use it against people for political conservative crimes. Think about, it. and they would. The regime. What would about what about Jeff Doucette? Oh, that's what? why i mean that is why yes. we'll, we'll get to that it's like that is why in the constitution we have that strict definition Cruel of treason un- oh yes the strict definition of treason you need two witnesses and it only is levying war against the united states yes. or giving aid and right. comfort to its enemies they give that precise definition because in england they had the problem of that liberal use of treason where you, yeah. you're undermining the you know the body politic that's treason and then <laughs> You execute them for that. And that's why there's a ban on bills of attainder because, for example, during the English Revolution against uh, <laughs> King Charles, they uh, they, ha- they had passed a bill of attainder and just executed a guy because they said basically he was a bad dude. And Parliament just said, we don't need a judge. We don't need a jury. We are the judge and jury. And your head's going off. Okay, so let's get to the next topic here. So, Jack, this is kind of you and I inspired. Speaking this. of people who need the death penalty, no, I don't. Well, some. Play. Of the, okay, so some of the at some, some of, of whom the, have already received. Okay, I don't celebrate. Okay, for the record, I believe in a justice system. I believe in jury of your peers. I believe in a process. Okay. So during the Super Bowl, I was a little triggered. Because it brought back memories to the theater people. And I'm curious, when you guys were growing up, was Wicked ever in your town performing? Mm-hmm. When you guys were growing up? Did yeah. they come by here in Phoenix? Oh, yeah. Did they, Jack, was this, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? It, it wasn't when I was growing up, but a little bit later, yeah. So they were, they were huge in Chicago for like two years. Yeah. And now if you don't know Wicked, it's like a spinoff of Wizard of Oz. And it's like the subtext story, right? It's and pre- it's, it's the prequel. It's the prequel. And it's very theater culture. And so Jack and I have this theory, and I think it's a pretty good theory, isn't it, Jack? Which is it's it's a great th- this is, and I've 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 said this before. So people remember four, I brought this up on Tim Cast like years ago. It's a four-step yes. move that ha- yeah. that led to some of the cultural decay that we're in. So fortify your defenses, everybody. Okay, Jack. I actually have a a setup to Kind of to kind of explain this to people, but are we going to play the trailer? I think we're we're we going to do that. Yes, but then I want to go all the way back to how Zac Efron ruined America. So let's start with that. Yes. So okay, basically, so Glee, uh, Glee, Wicked, High School Musical, all come out sort of in succession. Zac Efron uh sets up and and by the high way high school musical so it's not at all i have this whole theory but it's not yeah so here's here's the whole thing right here's the whole thing high school musical isn't necessarily bad i don't think there's anything bad with high school no musical that's at what's all. so it, it, it and, was a genre this is the key. that's the point it was a, it started this new genre and high school musical people have to remember we're going way back here this is the bush era so in the bush era social conservatism was like 
the the you know the rule of the land and social concern and, and it got like to the point where um wasn't john ashcroft at one point was like trying to cover up the the nipple on the statue of the lady of justice because it was like oh this is too lurid and we have to you know we have to cover that up um and like this it just went like super super you know uh super far in one direction almost to the point of where we're stifling everything we're going to cancel everything so this is where so high school musical comes out in this era and theater culture you know really latches onto it and then along comes a tv show called glee and a lot of people don't realize that glee which came out right around the same time that social media got launched right around the same time that smartphones got launched this is all ties together a little website called tumblr is involved in this. Um, Glee originally was, and Charlie, this is where your point gets in. Glee was a satire of High School Musical. It was supposed to be a joke. It was supposed to be like a like a parody, like a Monty Python thing. But the problem was the fans all and like who are all millennials that are stuck at home because of the Great Recession, they can't get jobs, and they're all in debt. They start watching Glee and they start falling in love with it, and they start taking it a little bit too seriously this becomes the plague ship for all identity politics and like which later becomes wokeness and all of this stuff goes back to that original glee fandom which was meant as a parody of high school musical and we have a huge piece written by bill harrell edited by myself humanevents.com people can go check it out we published it i published it two years ago now full two years ago and I talked about all this on Timcast, and you know I got a lot of a, a lot of attacks for it. But and because we say I'm not saying that that Glee invented wokeness, and this is what people need to understand. It's that it was theater culture plus identity politics plus social media plus Barack Obama getting into office plus the rise of smartphones and the economic depression because all the millennials' lives you know ended up sucking, which by the way is. Um, is one of the songs in Glee um, that suddenly this it became this way to like relive your high school in a better way, a more fun way, and it it basically spills over and leads to the point where it's kind of taking over society now. Yeah, and it's interesting because what Wicked did, and again, just so I understand the four part move here: High School Musical, Glee, Wicked, Frozen. We can get to that later, but it's like a four part move here, and. It it got increasingly Glee was definitely the most radical of them all as far as introducing some of these elements. And then there's also cheer as well, which is kind of involved in this, which has its own issues. But Jack, can you riff on theater culture? Again, I'm nothing against theater. I'm glad people are involved in theaters in theater. I'm glad they're involved in acting. But theater culture is very, very left wing is very 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 woke um yeah so theater culture again you're you're talking about a culture where so so we always say that like the left is is people that are in touch with their emotions and of course in theater you are called to emote you are called to you know portray emotions false emotions performative emotions in uh in a stage setting for you know for a for a an entertainment purpose. So for people who are empaths, people who are empathetic, you are drawn to theater. Uh, and, and particularly we're talking, and I want to be clear about this, we're particularly talking about actors and, and the people that are actually on screen or on stage. Because traditionally, 
it wasn't necessarily the people who were the directors, the producers, and the writers that were involved in this. They are now, I'm just saying like originally. Um, Alfred Hitchcock actually has this, this, famous, um, this famous statement that uh, actors are cattle. Um, and so you, you get these people who are, are just so sucked into the, the deconstruction of emotion, the deconstruction of narrative, in, in order to normally and nominally perform the construction of narrative, then you get these wonderful stories when it's, when it's produced through the lens of a great director or a great writer. Uh, but then when you, you have theater people who start to create their own things, their own society, their own institutions, when they start getting involved in things like politics, when they start getting, and by the way, if, if you've ever known theater people, if you knew theater people at college or in high school, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, they need those directors. But you take the director out and you start having theater people directing other theater people. And the only thing that comes of it is absolute madness and sheer insanity. Um, this is kind of where like, you know, Ben Shapiro's famous aphorism of, of facts don't care about your feelings is, is actually kind of like a response to the fact that the feelings crowd has taken over everything and that we all lead with feelings now. That comes from the theater people. All right, this started with the theater people. This started with stuff like Glee and uh, and Wicked and Frozen and High School Musical and all of that kind of taking over society. And this is where you get, by the way, like a Jen Psaki who's making these references and you get, do you, okay, people think, you know, for anybody who wants to say like, oh, Post was making this up or anything, I'm not reading the chat right now, but it, do you guys remember the Disinformation Governance Board? Um, this was this board oh, that was being set up for Homeland Security, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a where she was singing theater songs, uh, Nini Yankovich, and also participated in or, and created this a Harry Potter um, musical act called the Moaning Myrtles, but at the same time was working for was working for at one point the Ukrainian government directly as a quote unquote disinformation uh, researcher, which is just so amazing. Then she comes to the U.S. government, where she's focused on the disinformation governance board. Again, at the Department of Homeland Security, a law enforcement agency, where she's going to be coming after people like us. Uh, then she, I believe she's currently, or last I checked, after she got fired because somebody, me, um, a couple years back, blew this entire thing up, blew the lid on the disinformation governance board. Then she went to work for the British government, basically doing the same thing. She's worked for like all these different governments. And it's it's like it's like there's this weird tie between like, the national security state and the theater people, which produces a Nina Yankovich that's somehow doing Harry Potter songs and comes from the Harry Potter fandom. So fandoms of things like fandoms of Glee, fandoms of Harry Potter, fandoms of the current fandom of Star Wars, example, just totally infested with identity politics, um, are now actually and quite literally taking over our national security agencies. Jack, that was excellent. All right, let's get to grocery stores. All right. This is, all right. This, this is, so you want to start or can I give my take? Or you go, uh, we'll you go, We'll just Blake. set up the context. Because I, 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 I am a grocery store aficionado. I do uh, all the shopping for my family. I'm a, I'm a Russian grocery really? store aficionado. Oh, so was that a real picture of grocery stores? So let's talk about it. So Tucker goes and he does all these videos <laughs> and he yeah, says. Yeah, let's set yeah. this up. So he, he goes to Russia to interview Vladimir Putin. And he does that. That's all great. We've talked about that. And then he also just stays around and does some stuff on what life is like in Moscow, the Russian capital. 
And so he does one clip that's uh, he goes to the Russian subway system, which at the least has more impressive stations than D.C. or New York does. We, we can get into the rest of it, but they are very nice looking stations. And then he also goes, he does a video where he visits a Russian grocery store, buys a bunch of food and leaves with it. Do we have? I, I have to ha- pause you while I talked about one of our partners Oh, or else right. they will uh, they'll throw the IRS at me because they have that power. <laughs> Do you owe back taxes? Pandemic relief is now over. Along with hiring thousands of new agents and field officers, the IRS has kicked off 2024 by sending over 5 million pay-up letters to those who have unfiled tax returns or balances owed. Don't waive your rights. <laughs> it's not funny, Andrew. Don't waive your rights. You guys keep on chatting. I can't read this thing. And speak with them on your own. They are not your friends. Here's the thing. The IRS is targeting a lot of people. They're not targeting the billionaires or the oligarchs. They're targeting you. Here's a mistake a lot of people make. Oh, I can cut a deal with the IRS. How bad could they be? They lick their chops. They are trained to take advantage of you. They are not your friend. And once they get you on the phone, you're talking to a government agent. That means if you say one thing wrong, they could indict you. They could throw the Department of Justice on you. Do not talk to them, period. Instead, have the trusted experts talk to them for you. It's Tax Network USA, a trusted tax relief firm. They've saved their $1 billion in back taxes for their clients, and they can help you secure the best deal possible. Whether you owe $10,000 or $10 million, they can help you. Whether it is business or personal taxes, even if they, you have the means to, tax, to pay you or you're on a fixed income, they can help you finally resolve your tax burdens. They're excellent. Uh, we had a great call with them recently. I was very impressed. Call 1-800-254-6000 for a private free consultation or visit tnusa.com slash charlie. That's tax network USA code charlie, tnusa.com slash charlie. Dennis Prager and I had an onboarding call with them. Uh, Very impressive folks. They get it. They're there to fight for you. tnusa.com slash charlie, tnusa.com slash charlie. Okay, so we, we do have the video. So we'll open with that. So this is Tucker Carlson going to a Russian grocery store. Let's play 138. I went from amused to legitimately angry. Um, so we were guessing what this would cost. Everybody here is from the United States buys groceries, and we didn't pay any attention to costs as we were just putting in the cart what we would actually eat over a week. And we all came in around 400 bucks, about 400 bucks. Um, it was $104 US here. And that's when you start to realize that ideology maybe doesn't matter as much as you thought, corruption. If you take people's standard of living and you tank it through filth and crime and inflation, and they literally can't buy the groceries they want, at that point, maybe it matters less what you say or whether you're a good person or a bad person. You're wrecking people's lives in their country. And that's what our leaders have done to us. And coming to a Russian grocery store, the heart of evil, and seeing what things cost and how people live, it will radicalize you against our leaders. That's how I feel anyway, radicalized. We're not making any of this up, by the way, at all. So Tyler, you've spent time in Russia. You speak Russian. So to be fair, I lived in Russia, you know, a while ago. So things have maybe gotten a little bit better in some of these places. I don't believe they have because I have friends that are still What what years exactly? Until 2007. Okay. So 2007. So it's been a little bit. So to be fair... You know, there's been a little bit more development in Russia since then, but the life, I'll say this, and Jack will probably agree with this, 
the lifestyle in in the Moscow region versus the rest of the entire it's, massive it's, country. It's a European city versus a it, third world country. It's a it's like a real city that's like a like like an American city in Moscow. Everywhere else outside of, in, in Saint Petersburg too, Petersburg, but outside of that, everything south and east of Moscow is very not fun. Yeah, and, and, and the, the which by the way, you were in the 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 Donbas region, which is like the Russian side of where the war is being fought right now. Yeah, on the on the you know the the slightly less dangerous side right now of that of that whole thing. Yeah, so in Rostov, well, or, you know, until they until they start until yeah, until, they, until uh, NATO you know makes their move, NATO will make their move across the river. But Rostov, third largest city in Russia, I live there, and the grocery stores they have some bigger grocery stores. There's a couple big ones that are kind of well known. They're like a Walmart. They have a couple of them, very few that that. But most of the markets that you go to that most people shop in. And there's one big, the biggest one that's in Russia is called Magnet. It's called like Magnet, Magnet. And this is a very scary place. If you walked in and as an American, you would be like, this is all you've got. This is a great selection of juice. I'll say this because of vodka, great selection of juice. They have really great juices. Outside of that, your selections are very limited. So yeah, things are cheaper, but well, it's not it, like, like when a Russian comes to America and they go through our supermarkets, everywhere like in the middle you know middle of nowhere they're like oh my gosh i can't believe you have all this food how like how do people eat through all this this much food yeah i think angela makes a really good point though because some people think though and i think the video is very powerful in this regard that russia still has bread lines and they're this impoverished just like dictatorial but they kind of do outside of moscow because <laughs> there's so many people on pensions there well that's what i'm saying is that Almost everyone's on the government dole in the yes. Moscow, or they're connected through. Some well, not oligarch. Moscow, not Moscow. Well, Moscow is like normal life. Everywhere outside of Moscow and St. Petersburg is like completely dependent on the the pension. Well, let me system. let me what's, let me explain what what producer Angelo is trying to say here is that it, his his point was that to a lot of the audience, so a lot of people remember sort of the. Uh, to the to an older audience out there, and um, they remember the when they hear Moscow, they think Soviet Union, and they think of bread lines, and they think of what life was like during that time, and they remember the old Yeltsin video where he came to the U.S. and and Tyler, that's kind of what you're referring to when he comes to the U.S. in like the early '90s, and he has this wow, look at a supermarket. I forget where he is, um, but he's you know it's this famous video of him you know walking around in a U.S. supermarket. He was in Harlem, and he was in Harlem, and, and he was like wow, Harlem, okay, Harlem, yeah, yeah. Like, and Harlem was, was like really Houston. bad. It was a Houston supermarket. Went to I believe, a game, one. yeah. And then, uh, well, he, there's also a point where he's in Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, and 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 so what what producer Angelo is saying, um, he's just sending a message in the chat, is that, um, you know, perhaps what what Tucker is doing is kind of pushing, not pushing back, but just kind of updating people's frame on. Uh, on where things stand, because you know, like Tyler, you were there as a spy, obviously in yeah. uh, 2007. But you know, for other people, they just remember the Cold War era, and that's that's kind of all they know. So Tucker does have an interesting point that the groceries cost less, but but Americans earn more than the average Russian does. Yeah, I mean, right? Groceries cost less. I've been to Cuba, and they were cheaper in Cuba too, but. It was not necessarily. Don't go to a Cuban supermarket. It's really, <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, no, we did a whole uh, video by the way. When we oh, sent yeah. a team down to Cuba, and uh, 
went very viral. Yeah, you know, food food prices are one of those things that scales very closely to the overall standard of living in your country. This has been pointed out by people. The average Russian spends a higher percentage of their income on food than the average. Did I say the average American? The average Russian spends more of their money on food than the average American uh, by quite a bit, it seems. Americans spend, I think Americans spend the least share of their income on food of any country. Whatever our problems, access to calories is not but, one of them. Hold on, let's. So Jack, or you know, t- first of all, Tyler. I would say not, housing is cheaper though. Tyler's not a spy, just for the record. Tyler went on a mission to Russia. Oh, a, yeah. mission! Spy mission. A, a was, special mission. A, I used to talk it. Yeah, like watch. a mission. I would ride on the train. He was sent. No one ever says spies recruit. go on missions. I, I would ri- I would ride on the train and I would just randomly start talking into my shoe and like into my watch and like just freak all the old people out. Yeah, that good way to get yourself reported. <laughs> To the oh, I did. Yeah. I for sure did. So, so Jack, uh, I is the quality of food better? Oh, it was an LDS mission, all right. You know, people are asking in the chat like it was LDS mission. Yeah. Is here's in Russia. What is the, not Orlando like the uh, like the uh, musical? Is is the quality <laughs> of food better in Russia? So I've uh, spent time in Belarus, which is you know where Tanya's from. Everybody knows. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of economic times with Russia there and the quality of the food, which, which, by the way, isn't necessarily a just an Eastern European thing. It's all of Europe is like this. Uh, the, the food is so much better, so much more tr- nutritious and so much more alive and nutrient rich than anything you'll find in America outside of like, you know, farm to table. When when we say farm to table, they just call that food in in all of Europe. Um, they're like, yeah, that's that's food. Like, even if you're in Poland, it's you know, you, I go spend time with my Polish relatives, and they'll they'll say, you know, where did these eggs come from? They're like, see those chickens across the street? That's where the eggs came from. You know, see that see that cow down the lane? That's where the milk you're drinking came from. Um, you know, and this is just this is just super normal. And it, the fact that we have so much fake food, or like when Tanya's family comes to visit, um, even her father, well, he sees American food, and he's like, not not all of it, but a lot of it. And he's like, this stuff is plastic. This stuff doesn't taste real. It doesn't taste like it's got nutrients. And if if you've never been to, you know, Europe and just any part of it, you know, even, um, you know, Western Europe is definitely obviously more expensive than anything that uh, you're going to see east of Berlin. Um, but even in like, quote unquote, cheaper Eastern European um, areas, you know, the food you're going to get is so much more healthy, so much more nutrient rich. And you're going to say, wow, I- I've never tasted bread before. I've never tasted steak before. I've never tasted. I, I was in Belgrade. Uh, what in last year, and you know, I had this steak was just just blew my mind, absolutely blew my mind. The uh, Twitter did have uh, community notes where they said over sixty percent of Russians spend half of their salary on food, yes. according to Russia's state-owned news agency. The average wage in Russia was seventy-three thousand rubles per month, which is seven hundred ninety-one dollars a month with today's exchange rate. Yeah, which yeah, and that's like, that's also a big part of this is that due to. U.S. sanctions on Russia, the value of the ruble versus the U.S. Yes. dollar has gotten really crazy just in the last couple of years. And so that does mean if you are a tourist from America going to Russia, the buying power of your dollar is really, really strong. And that is going to make the price seem really jarring in comparison. But that's not necessarily the best reflection on is Russia better or worse than America? I'll never forget my first day in Novichokovsk, uh when I first got there. This was a place that ha- was famous in the because there was like this big like murder scene that happened in Novichokovsk. No one ever remembers, but you can Google and find it out. So I go to the bazaar with this guy, Valery Grigorovich. He's missing three fingers. Who knows why? 
And he, we're like, we're going to buy something so we can barbecue it. And I was like, okay, maybe like a chicken. And it's, it's, it's a re, it's a, it's a bazaar, right? So you're walking through the market and there's like hanging animals everywhere, like me. And I'm like thinking, oh, we'll go buy beef. Yeah, there's cows. No, none of that. There's all these rats hanging by their tails. They're called nutria. They're like a, like a water rat, like almost like a, I put it in the chat. You can look at it. It's like big, a beaver nasty. with a rat's tail instead of the Yeah, it's definitely a rodent thing. for sure. And, and they're, they're an invasive species. What's that? We have, we have, we have, them, we have them in the Chesapeake area. Um, and they're an invasive species. It's 100% legal to kill them. Um, if you see them, they're just, they're, they're just, just disgusting rodents. Um, basically parasites. They're like a with, giant, with, they're like the giant oh. rat you'd have to kill in a video game in the first level. They're huge. For no experience points. <laughs> they're huge. Yeah, 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 exactly. That was my first meal in Russia. Tyler's XP is, 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 is Tyler's very your OP. your second now. meal in Russia? That, uh, after my second meal in Russia was probably, uh, a sandwich made of hot dogs and shredded carrots and a lot of mayonnaise. That's like their, that's their sandwich. Jack, Jack, have you ever had one of those, Jack? A Buddha Brod? You know, I will, I will interject here and people say, you know, it's like the open face sandwich. It's the open face sandwich. It's shredded carrots, Korean sweet carrots over hot dog, just on like a flat open sandwich. It's not good. You, it's an acquired taste. I've had different stuff. No, not like that, you know, though. No, I've had different I stuff. I got to take that, you guys. So are you going to defend American food here? Yeah. <laughs> guys, we have barbecue in America. It's really good. And I think it's really easy for people to say, oh, I go to other countries and the food is better. Well, you usually go to other countries on vacation. Well, and so on. you eat at nice restaurants or you go to a country that's poor enough that people have to cook all the time. And so they get good at cooking. So both of those things will mean the meals are better. The everyday food in Italy is objectively healthier than yours. Okay, but Italy is Italy. Yeah. Italy's famous. And Japan. Japan is pretty good. Also right, famous. So the, so what the average person, I just named also what, famous. What, what the average person countries. eats in Japan day to day is really boring. And it's good for you. They have kimchi. It's good have, for you. Kimchi's Korean. But kimchi's kim, Korean. Yes, but <laughs> Japanese have um, NATO. That, not NATO. That's right. They have a lot of NATO. Things. We're pulling out of no, NATO. Japan's not NATO. But... You know, it's, if you look at the, con- the countries with heart, heart disease is the number one killer of Americans. The because we love with, to eat. It's with great. The three lowest heart disease, though, are Japan, Korea, and France. There's no way Russia is at the top of that list. It's, it's Japan, bringing this back Japan Korea, and France are the three lowest. Uh, heart yeah, but that's for different. But, but so if you look at, for example, Blake, I think you would agree. If you went to, you know, the blue zone. You know yeah, the, yeah. The, Do you know that a lot of blue zones are fake? Well, the blue zone. What I'm going to mess with you. Fake? No, well, so for example, the part of Italy that has the highest, longest Wait, lived Blake, people red, red, was Wait, Sardinia. Explain what blue zones so, okay, are. Okay, okay. I'll explain what blue this. Zones okay, are and then red pills. Blue zones. For those who don't know, they're uh, real. They Blake. like to people research longevity researchers, health researchers. I wrote a whole book on it. They okay, look, <laughs> they look for places where people live the longest because we could learn, you know, how do we live longer ourselves? Yes. And so they find places that have a very large percentage of people relatively who live to be a hundred or older. And some examples of blue zones are Sardinia. That's an yes. island owned by Italy. Costa Rica. Okinawa. I carry a an fan. island owned I, by Japan. I carry a Greece. Um, several places, some towns in California that have a lot of Seventh-day Adventists yes. have a high rate. And so they study these. And what's interesting is some of them seem to be real. I think the Seventh-day Adventist towns, it's a lot of Asians who follow healthy living as part of what the Seventh-day Adventists teach. They live a long time. But some of them are interesting because, for example, there's a lot of reason to believe that the high rate of centenarians in Sardinia might be less that they live really healthy lives 
and more that the rural areas of Italy never quite hit the industrial revolution. And so they don't have good record keeping. And so a lot of people they believe are doing pension scams in Sardinia. That might be true, but it, it like, there's an entire ring of islands in Greece that replicate that. And it's the Mediterranean diet. But you walk a, a lot. I think it might be similar with those, which is we have fringe parts of not super industrialized European of countries of European countries, European countries that have that are pretty nice. But then they have some fringe areas that aren't as developed or modernized. And so it's rural, not super developed islands in Greece, rural, super not developed islands in italy and then the most rural less developed so, part of l- japan l- let me ask you a question. they eat a lot of like, fish in both so, these places too so to, you'll defend american food the average american who has a lot of corn in their diet mm-hmm. you think that's good versus an average european in either switzerland it's not italy, great. corn is not France. great for you okay so you're agreeing with me corn is the number one agrarian based well, product that americans have is, on a daily basis but number that's one. just that's just okay we're they eating eat so a, much a grain fish that's not Bar as good for us. we're not eating, we're eating a grain challenge. that is less impossible for us. <laughs> I, I feel like when people say the food is better they sort of mean on this abstract level that all of the foods are just but they a have step different, above they have different agricultural practices they use less they do not use tilling farming they use less dyes and pesticides. It, 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 people, I will say this. Ask anybody, and the, our emails will prove me right. Ask anybody that has a gluten intolerance whether or not they can eat the bread in Italy. And the answer is yes. Actually, Italy has an exploding gluten intolerance rate. This is what's interesting. All of the problems <laughs> That's we associate. That's not the point. No, but all of the problems we associate with, oh, the U.S. is particularly unhealthy. It's not that we're unhealthy, everyone else is healthy. Well, maybe there's something it's, else causing the gluten intolerance. We are unhealthy like and everyone is catching up with us. So everyone, Europe is as fat as we were 10 to 15 years ago. Europe is having an explosion of all these weird health problems we associate with the U.S. diet of, oh, gluten intolerance, it's an autoimmune diabetes. Issue that is obviously caused by other things. But, so, but Blake, you travel a lot. You can't objectively say that the mainline American diet Oh, is, it's horrible. The okay, American so horrible. we agree. But all I right. think what a lot of it is is America has this base tier of diet that a lot of people eat that is we know it's trashy. And we just kind of eat it anyway. But what you, what you are saying, which is smart, is that if you're a tourist to America and you eat the best food we have to offer, our food can actually be very tasty. And our good. food is a, a, for like really a tasty theory, and like a, it can be really healthy and okay, it's so still not expensive. What in American fare can be, quote, really healthy? Uh, I don't know. We're pretty good at making all sorts of like vegetable dishes, I think. Or like yeah. steak would be the only answer I would take. If yeah. Like, like a good like sirloin it raised. No one agrees on like what's healthy in the first place. Well, we, but we do. We think that like garbage. You eat four different foods. <laughs> Correct. Well, yes. well, well and to be fair, eat more. it tends to work. Charlie, I eat to eggs fair, occasionally. To be fair, the one upper hand that America has on basically every other country is our beef 100 percent. beef is objectively great for you by the way yeah. it, which is good for you and we have yeah. lots of it no other country has has nearly it, it is the blessing capita. from the lord it's number one in the world and argentina is the second yeah we're like we're very blessed that we have that in chicken? our lifestyle chicken's terrible for you how is chicken terrible for you well the our okay, the way are, that we it's do, terrible for the chickens okay the way we do chicken is not good it's yeah. not good for the chickens What's it is industrial scale chicken raising. Well, yeah, it's like, terrible for the chickens. I wouldn't want obje- to be a chicken. Well, it's objectively not nutritious. It's full of garbage. No, They're not great. free range. No, chicken's great. Chicken is almost all protein. You just get skinless chicken breast. Cook okay. that. 
You just so the nutrient profile of chicken is good. The way that we do chicken is really awful. The European Again, chicken. If you are a person inclined the Mongolian towards softy animal hearts, you know, bleeding heart stuff. No, no, I, I don't believe in animal rights. I, I believe in human flourishing, and I just think that eating like persuading yourself that you're you're eating like this you know the traditional message of american prosperity was a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage and america is the country that could put a chicken in every pot and we made chicken so obnoxiously cheap that you can just eat it every day and it costs essentially nothing and it's great and first of all it's it's not it hasn't been great. The main sources that make American food bad, that make everyone fat, is our profusion of... Carbohydrates. Uh, yeah, cheap carbs. We agree. Uh, yes, but that is what America's most known for. Yeah. Other countries don't engage in complex, cheap carbs like, like we do. It's the, Wheat, you know, barley, our oats, worst rye, food, corn. Our worst we, food is like a Cheez-It. No offense if we have Cheez-Its as an advertiser. But like Cheez-Its and Oreos Oreo and is Chips actually Ahoy. The, you know they ranked it as the most unhealthy thing you can eat. Yeah, but it's vegan. I love vegan. Is it really? It is. It's because it's not. It's not real cream. It's like a yeah. hydrogenated vegetable oil thing. Like, but, but it's all the dyes. Too, so but what you are right about, Blake, which is important, and this I will yield to this. If you want to eat healthy in America, you can somewhat affordably, very affordably. more so than almost any other. country. And I think America has a very strong food purity culture, which causes a lot of people to kind of go insane and think I need to shop at one of only these two or three places or these restaurants. And if I don't do this, I will turn into this like land whale or a monster and I will die of heart disease. And no, it's kind of an 80, 20 principle. Most of the really horrible stuff in American food, you can cut out pretty easily. Don't get addicted to bad carbs. That is the worst thing we have. We agree. Cheap carbs everywhere. Cut those out. You're going to be healthy. That is, I cut out a lot of bad carbs and that is how I cut a ton of weight. And then I ate a bunch of the chicken you think is no, poison. I think chicken can be fine as long as it's free range, not factory finished, steroid, high industrial steroid. steroid you know, I can buy yeah. a, I can buy a no sugar, like I can buy the healthy grade of peanut butter with no sugar added and all of that. And a container of it is still three ninety nine, and that's a very healthy food that's not available in Europe because they don't have peanut butter there for some reason. True, none of the landmass or beef. Well, they could easily grow, obtain peanut butter. They just don't eat it, really. They don't like it. We have to go, everybody. <sighs> Do you agree with Blake or I? I think American food is largely trash, with some exceptions. I just think this is a moral thing. Everyone's decided. Uh, it's just everyone repeats it. And then they go on vacation. America, and they like I the got food. you to no, yield a can, couple points. Can, can, I, can I just say one thing on this American food debate? Because even though American food may not be as healthy as it could be and should be and is in other places of the world, no one has... The flavor options, we have all diversity, the options, like and the also diversity. if you like foreign food, you can go buy it. There's going to be I could I don't if even know what where food, it would be, but walk the there's going to be a, okay, we'll gonna be a Russian grocery okay, store, we'll a German so. grocery store. There's an Asia Mart a mile away from here, and you can go to all those places and get their foods, and they're all still going to be really cheap. We all agree, corn is the problem. You don't want Russian corn grocery is a demon. stores corn, in your neighborhood. Corn okay. is if there was one thing to remove from the American diet, it's all forms of remember corn. The high fructose Aztecs, corn syrup. The Aztecs worshipped corn as a god, and then they also ate human beings for the nutrition. Obviously, a causation correlation. Speaking of... Everybody, (laughs) we got to go. Remember, take out corn of your diet uh, and just remove all carbohydrates. You don't need them. Uh, Glucose is a scam. Uh, Power your body through ketogenic lifestyle. You'll be happier and more energy. See you next week. Till then, keep committing thought crimes. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.